This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. You can quantify it and qualify it through a variety of different times, people, places, things, experiences. But at its heart, at its core, you can define it by all things sports, all things culture, and all things Auburn family. And it, because it is about the family, we got to have some people, even if they're just awkwardly standing there in the background with their hands over their hearts, almost like we're doing the Pledge of Allegiance, throwing me off during the intro. I'm your host, Kyle, back with me again, the best co-host in the land, even when he throws me off, Mr. Austin Scott. Welcome. Thank you, sir. War Eagle. I, I love this. Uh, it's going to be a brand new tradition. One of our viewers and listeners, WT, is, is put into our – we need to salute when, when you are doing the intro. It is an intro that is – is of lore and i'm happy to put my hand over my little auburn heart when you do it sir little bitty orange and blue beaten heart i love it (laughs) hey listen worse traditions have started for much worse reasons so i'm I'm fine with it you know just i wasn't ready for it this time see this is the thing every time we do this show austin i've always got to wonder what you're going to do what you're going to pull out of like the side of the frame here that's going to mess me up so i just got to be on my eight don't be pulling something out right now (laughs) (laughs) and this is why we stress folks it's important for you to consume this content whenever way you can but you are missing something if you're not here for the live show i mean it's it's pretty cool it's an experience it's the auburn experience podcast but it's quite an experience so when you need it that was the worst like playoff of the name (laughs) all right look we have got a lot to talk about in auburn potpourri before we get into our main topics let's just let's cut the crap let's get into it and talk about this let's start on a somber yet honoring note and talk about i would argue some probably the biggest news of the week Mm. um the unfortunate obviously in terms of just the event the passing of terry beasley auburn legend number 88 arguably probably very easy argument greatest wide receiver for Auburn to this point. Um, He is the only number retired for Auburn football without a Heisman trophy attached to it of those three, which to me is kind of almost a special honor. Yeah. Um, I've kind of set the table up for you, Austin here about what makes this guy so great, but just in your own words, as we, you know, several days pass now, think about Terry Beasley and the sad event of his passing, but in a uh, wrapping everything up and honoring him, your thoughts about the great Terry Beasley. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, obviously Kyle and I never watched Terry Beasley play. We never watched uh, him uh, receive touchdown passes from Pat Sullivan. Um, but it's one of those names in Auburn lore that in, in Auburn history that you just know, you know, has special meaning. Um, like Kyle said, the only non-Heisman Trophy winner to to be retired with his number retired and on the side of the stadium. Uh, and so it it's sad. Uh, the circumstances around it are sad. Everything, um, it, it looks to be a, a moment of grief for the Auburn family. And I was, I was really sad to hear about it. Um, I hope that there's a way to honor him, you know, come in this upcoming uh, year, um, this upcoming season. 
uh, I think he's he's earned that. He's one of the names in Auburn history. One day, well, I'm sure we'll talk about our Auburn football Mount Rushmore, and I think he has, certainly has consideration for that. Consideration, um, he will be on it uh, of the wide receiver variety. When we get to right. the, you know the the other bigger categories, we can discuss it. But wide receivers, he is on it absolutely. And so um, it's interesting. I I really you know I'm not advocating for this. I'm not you know one way or the other. I just thought it was a really neat idea if it were to happen. I think a statue, I would be interested in that. I think that, you know, we've already said his guy's number retired and he didn't win a Heisman. If we wanted to extend that to say, if you get your numbered retired, you also get your statue. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like the idea of someone pointed out, you know, Pat Sullivan's statue is currently in a motion of throwing. If you, if you were across the, across the (laughs) loop, you know, over closer to the green space, it might be in the way some, but it, and it was, you know, him looking for the ball. I think that would be, Really cool and really special um, if that were to be in the plane somehow. Regardless, Terry Beasley, absolutely one of the the best Auburn players uh, in history and and really sad to hear about his passing. Yeah, listen, for me, it, you know, a lot of these things, not to get all mushy tonight, but it goes back to my late father. You know, I grew up hearing stories about absolutely. Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley and, you know, every fable that, you know, Bo Jackson had about him. It seemed like there were also those fables for the greatness that that was Terry Beasley during his time as a player. And so obviously very sad event. We will miss Terry, but he will never ever be forgotten, especially by his Auburn family. Let's talk about some other news that dropped this week. We kind of anticipated this news because we did a whole segment about it last week and whether this was the right move going forward, but now we can officially talk about it. The Auburn University Board of Trustees has approved at least the first phase of approval if you read the fine print. And can I, let me just back up a second. There's a lot of people that I think saw the news, but then start asking all these questions online, even to us. And I appreciate you asking the questions, but go read the article. All the yep. answers are in the article. Like I was like, when is it going to be completed? It's in the article. When, when is, uh, is, are they going to ever do seats? It doesn't say it point blank, but it basically says there's more to come in the article. So please do go check the article out so that you can understand why it's happening the way it is. But the news, a new video slash scoreboard coming on the opposite end, the north end zone in Jordan-Hare Stadium, replacing the one that's been there since 1987. Wow. We gave some impressions about it, our opinions of it coming, but now that it's real, Austin, extra thoughts, new thoughts, anything? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting to see the dimensions, to see kind of what their thoughts are on what it'll look like. I love that the idea is to kind of set it up for future projects, as you said, that they mentioned. Um, that You know, it's a... It's something that'll be able to sustain whatever else. Now, it yep. wasn't specific. It wasn't specific if it'll be an upper deck or if it'll be, you know, seats, luxury seats, whatever. But it is set up for um, six or not success set up for. Yes. I mean, hopefully it's successful <laughs> Set up for, you know, things around it in the future. So I love it. I like that it's smaller. It's still very big, but I like that it's smaller than the um, one adjacent to it. And uh, I think it'll be really good. That is my side of the stadium currently where I sit. Um, and so I'm very interested to see how the construction is through this season yeah. because it will be done before next season in yeah. 2025. Um, so I'm interested to see how that works this year. I really hope that it kind of extends the concourse behind us. It's, and there's it implications is, for that. Yep. Yep. It is very um, just congested all over. So I, I love it. I love that it is, you know, shows the potential for what could be coming soon. And, um, 
I think we said this when John Cohen was hired as athletic director, but he has overseen a lot of facility upgrades and a lot of big time upgrades. Yep. And and so um, this seems like another one for him. So I'm, I'm really excited and hopeful. I, I think what I liked about the announcement was the acknowledgement of all the different questions, storylines that Auburn fans have had around this topic. And there wasn't anything left out, especially if you, it's not a lot of reading between the lines that you have to do. They were very thorough in how they explain things. So again, I would encourage you go read the article that was released by AuburnTigers.com so that you can get a sense of what this is, why it's this way and what's coming concourse extension, future projects, what I like is this is being done in a methodical, thoughtful way and not just for the sake of adding seats. Like, I, that's great. That's cool. And some of y'all are way too obsessive about that, in my opinion. But you got to do it the right way and do it the way that is going to be the best benefit for Auburn right. overall. So, announcement's official. Now, all we got to do is just wait and see what it actually comes to fruition. Let's keep going on big topics. I mean, this when you really think about it, Austin, this week was just full of big topics. It was this busy. One started off the week. Could be it is definitely a good thing, but it is also a controversial thing. The hiring of DJ Durkin as the defensive coordinator, a lot of conversation around that. In fact, and I want to give kudos and shout out to AJ Richardson of the No Huddle podcast here of taking initiative to go reach out to a Maryland friend that he had on previously for the bowl game. And, you know, face the music for the bowl game, first of all, with that Maryland fan, <laughs> but also to ask about the Maryland situation with DJ Durkin. For the sake of time, we're not going to get into all that. I'd encourage you to listen to that episode. Yeah. But I want to give Austin especially a chance to voice anything that he'd like to about the hire, about the reaction to it, about the controversy around it, because I, I've said my piece a thousand different ways a thousand times on the many things that we do here. But DJ Durkin hired your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think it was trending that way for a while. Football-wise, love it. I think he is an SEC known coordinator. It's going to help out Auburn's defense a lot, and and I really hope you know give some consistency and some longevity to the coordinator position. Um, just and and that goes for offensive and defensive sides as well. Just hoping there's some continuity there. Yep. Um, I get everything. I get people have questions. I also think that a lot of people only read headlines, um, as we've discussed. Um, or as we just discussed with the video board, it's important to read articles, read context and find out everything um, you can, I think about before you um, ex at least publicly uh, express your opinion on something. Um, I think the DJ Durkin situation is very similar. So I definitely encourage everyone to listen to that episode, research the situation. Um, not saying you can't feel uneasy about it. Not saying you mm -hmm. still can't feel um, a little concerned, totally justified, totally get it. Um, I, I go back to, I think, Hugh Freeze as well as John Cohen in the Auburn administration. I said this when they fired Hugh, when they hired Hugh Freeze. Um, they have a lot riding on their jobs, and um, I think they have a, an extensive vetting process we know nothing about. So mm -hmm. um, if that's the case, I'm good with it. I The last thing I want is to see Auburn University in any capacity embarrassed, and I think that these people have the same – uh, mindset. So I'm excited and uh, I think he'll be a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. Hopefully going to be a great hire for results in the field. And uh, hopefully this is going to be a nice big uh, continuation of what hopefully is a redemption story for DJ Durkin here. And to be honest with you, I'm happy that Auburn gets to be a part of that potentially happening. And I think that's a great thing for Auburn when, when the dust settles out of all of this, at least that's what we hope for. Um, and just kind of wrapping up in potpourri stuff. We want to mention this as well. Auburn had a very great and kind of unique meet for gymnastics this week, uh, hosting a lot of HBCUs who are getting really involved with gymnastics. Fisk University was here. 
Uh, Talladega was here. There was supposed to be another one. Um, yeah. that I think had to drop out and Temple took their place. I think mm-hmm. if I remember Jeff Graba's interview with Andy this week, um, it's been several days since that, but that was cool. And there's just a lot of things that happened within this meet, the uniqueness of it, the, how, how cool it was to have all those teams together in a quad meet, Olivia Graves, um, debut, Gre- yeah. Greaves, I think is how you're supposed to say it debut. And then the Talladega, the Fisk, um, gymnast who got injured, but we've gotten a good report since then. So you, were you at the meet or? Yes. Yeah. We took the boys. Um, we're at the meet. Um, really cool just you know to see a quad meet in person for one i've never seen that in person um a lot of moving parts um a lot of you know has to go be put on for that to work so big props to the auburn facility staff because it was an incredible um you know event to be at but yeah really cool really cool with black history month to have that um, going on and to invite hbcus I, i kept thinking about how cool it is for some of these teams that they just haven't competed or in the front of this many people or, and this, you know, nice of a facility. And that's not Welcome to, say to the fa- jungle. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not to say their facilities aren't nice, but to just right. say, you know, it's, I hope that it was a, a good experience for them to get to see that and to see the gymnasties doing, you know, their thing. And um, so you know, is I, it, now that I'm thinking about it, is it still <clears> the jungle for gymnastics or is it like, a different name for the student section is it always the jungle no matter i'm what saying the it's the is? jungle yeah I'm going, it's the jungle yeah okay that's what i thought but i was like i feel like is there a different like name we need to give for like for volleyball like should there be like you know because they called the auburn rowdies that for the soccer games sure is what their names and i know that's not the jungle they're not in the jungle but anyway it's just a quick thought that popped in my head i know i bulldozed fair thought there. fair thought but it was it was really cool and i'm i'm really glad that the fisk gymnast i can't remember her name i apologize yeah um is okay. It looked like it was all very precautionary, but it definitely was a somber moment when, for those that don't know, she fell off the bars in a very mm. awkward way. Um, and they ended up stretching her out, but they did say that was precautionary and she's all right. So really glad to hear that, but overall really cool event um, from an Auburn standpoint, they did phenomenal. I think there yep. was a lot of um, pressure that kind of came off of them um, just by getting to relax um, be at home again uh, Olivia Greaves had an incredible debut and it felt like from there, they just took off. They had yep. um, record season records all over the place after her debut. And that was kind of the spark they needed. Yep. So um, really excited about that. I think that this team is really good. I keep telling Emily, um, the gymnastics is so much like SEC baseball and softball. Like, yes, we're top 15, but we might be bottom half of the SEC just because the league is so deep. So um, this was really good for this week for this program, and uh, I'm excited for the future of it. Yeah, very exciting week for gymnastics, uh, exciting week and just busy week in general, and I'm sure that we didn't cover something that maybe you, the listener, the viewer, thought we should have during potpourri, but that's the nature of it. You never know what you get. I would say it's like a box of chocolates, but it's more like a bag of potpourri. That's the name of the show. Anyway, well, so nicely done. <laughs> nicely done there. Uh, we got two major topics coming up for you. Update for Auburn men's basketball for the last two weeks. And then a little bit of spring ball action of the softball variety. But first, we've got to talk about our friends at Magic Mind. And I've been introducing them to you guys over the last several episodes. And you're going to continue to hear uh, from them for next several episodes. We are so happy about that being partnered up with them. You know, when it comes to an option for you, if you are a fan of energy drinks, you know some of the great things about those, but you also know some of the negative things about those. You know, they're not so great for you. Sometimes they can give you a great rush, but at the same time, 
uh, they can give you a big letdown at the end. Well, this particular option for you, Magic Mind, is one of the better options out there for you health-wise, but it's also going to help you be more productive, and it's got a more prolonged, natural way of giving you that energy, that focus that you're looking for from some of those things. So please be sure to check them out. You want to visit magicmind.com slash Auburn. That's a different code, a different uh, link than the last couple of weeks, but magicmind.com slash Auburn and use the code Auburn, A-U-B-R-N, for 56% off the subscription, 20% off of a one-time purchase. And again, just to reiterate some of the benefits, if you are on any of these extra diets that require some restrictions, keto, paleo, vegan, if you have any allergies to certain things or you're looking for something that is uh, much more favorable in terms of sugar, those are some of the benefits of Magic Mind out there. So again, check them out, magicmind.com slash Auburn. Use the code Auburn, 56% off that subscription or 20% off that one-time purchase. We are going to talk about shooty ball, hoops, basketball. I'm going to just start naming a bunch of things and just see how excited it makes you. Jay, uh, Jay Will, uh, oh. Mr. Jalen Williams. Headband Jalen. What's that? Headband Head, Jalen. Yes. Headband Jalen. Headband Jalen. Uh, Katie Johnson ripping rims off. Uh, what else can I just name out that's going to get you super excited? Chad Baker Mazzara lighting up the halftime half speech. CBM mm. just, I mean, becoming the most was the most underrated acquire yeah. acquisition that was made by a head coach thus far this offseason. And now is clearly in the forefront of being one of the best ones. Have have y'all noticed yet that Bruce Pearl is really good at finding diamonds in the rough and bringing a lot out of them? And he's not gonna admit that. Like he that's Bruce Pearl. He's gonna he, he'll take, yeah, I coach him, but he's just he brings them here and puts them in this environment and they flourish. He's not going to take a lot of that credit, but let's be honest, you got to go find them and you got to do something with them. And it happens quite a bit, whether it's CBM, Jared Harper, the list goes. And then he goes out and gets the McDonald's all Americans too. Aiden Holloway, yes. Sharif Cooper. I'll keep going down the list. Jabari Smith. If you want me to do that. Um, it's been fun. It, it has also been an up and down week. You and I haven't spent lengthy time talking about this um, in about two weeks, Austin. But give me your perspective of the last two weeks. A lot of bad to begin it. A lot of good this week. Where, where's your head out on this basketball team? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the week before this past one, two road losses um, we discussed in Potpourri last week, just, um, you know, disheartening losses. I think it was the – a tough road loss at Alabama that you were you had a nice comeback in, just couldn't finish it off. A Mississippi State loss where you thought they could get things corrected um, and just could never get over the hump. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but there, and then that's their basketball arena. I just, I, I don't think anyone probably knows that. That or I don't. Never mind. Forget it. Uh, and I, then I was gonna let you go with it. You just <laughs> hey, there's this this thing called an auger. I'm just watching you dig it. <laughs> I just butchered that. Yes, uh, but that's anyway. one of the great things about a live show. <laughs> that's right. Um, the and then this week, you know, they get back home against Vanderbilt. You knew that them coming back home would mean a lot. You knew the being back in front of the jungle would mean a lot, and it did. They had that a great performance. Ended up destroying Vanderbilt. You know, the sweep the season series, and then it was leading up into the Ole Miss game where they're going on the road again. We know that Ole Miss is going to sell it out. 
and we know that they're looking to to get revenge on the beatdown we put on them here. Mm-hmm. Um, and even through the first half, you're looking like, oh my gosh, this team cannot play on the road. They just cannot make shots. Did we peak too soon at Arkansas? Are there things that are, you know, what is going on? How how can we fix this? And I think it was one of those things where everybody collectively could have benefited from being in that halftime and here in CBM. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not we're not going to do this anymore. We are going to calm down and recognize we are a good team and we just need to be us. And and it showed in the in the second half of the Ole Miss game. They absolutely came out and dominated, shot 70% from the field and and trusted in who they are and was able to come out with a big win, a quad one win on the road, something mm-hmm. they desperately needed on their resume. And now you get back home this week this week and then you go on the road again. And so I'm excited for where this team is at. I think they have confidence, yep. not just from winning, but from winning on the road and showing themselves, even though we were down, we can do it. And we right. know we can play away from home uh, and silence a lot of doubters. So this team is good. This team is still putting it together and there are individuals still putting it together. But uh, I really like where this team's head is at because I think they're proving to themselves how good they are. I'm not, I'm not worried they peaked too soon. I don't think they've peaked, right. period. But I think that they are are moving in a, in the very a very good direction, especially at the beginning of February. What is often lost in conversations is it's not about what the struggle is that you went through and and how it feels at the time, but it matters about what you do in response to that struggle. That's right. And after a very emotional, hard fought loss to Alabama on the road after a just confusing, confounding, frustrating loss at Mississippi State. Um, It's okay to feel frustrated and to ask those questions, but it's all about how you handle it. And and unfortunately, as we've talked about, some of our fan base didn't know how to handle that. But what the team did is they said, all right, look, we can choose to – get into each other's faces we can get frustrated we can blame each other point fingers or we can insert all that energy negative energy and direct it at everybody else and they did it uh, at uh, Vanderbilt who got swept for the season uh, for the first time since I think it was 1989 so wow. two that means two games in a season we won both of them not first time since 1989 I didn't look it up for Ole Miss but it happened Season sweet for Ole Miss, uh, their place and our place, just like Vanderbilt. What a response. I mean, you took care of two teams that you're going to see twice in the schedule, and both times you you handled them pretty good. And one of those is where Ole Miss, you know, has a pretty great environment from what it looks like. And then you get a big lead on us, but we just chip away. We chip away. We come back, and then we build up a lead ourselves. To me, it was so encouraging to watch what happened individually for a lot of those players in the game, but also for team-wise in Ole Miss. And I hope, you know, you point to a a moment in the season in whatever sport it is, Austin, like, you know, people, for instance, in 2013 will point to that LSU football game was the turning point leading to the national championship appearance. I got a feeling we're going to be pointing to this Ole Miss game. Is that a big step out or man? Like, no, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like this is where, at least for the players, they're going to look back, look back to that night 
in New Orleans, you know, start quoting Pat Dye here on the show <laughs> and gain a little strength from it. It'll help you down the road. Well, um, and same thing for that final four team. When Chumo Kiki hit that three in Georgia and they didn't lose again until the final four when yeah. they shouldn't have, when they got it robbed yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Don't bring that up. It, I, those are, those are the kind of point, the, the plays and the, the, types of play you look at on and on where this team can might make a magical run. And that Ole Miss game certainly could be it. Yeah. And here's the thing about this team right now. We've got so many players doing things they don't typically do. And it's easy to focus on CBM. It's easy to focus on Jalen, which I'm so happy about. It's easy to focus on. Uh, you just you th start throwing the names up. But I want to give a shout out to KD Johnson. Mm. And we tweeted this out during the game and I still got a lot of response to it. Good response to it. But I still don't think people appreciate what KD has done this season. He is still his psycho self. Like mm. you saw the end of the game with the technical. Again, wish I, I wish as it. a coach and a professionally hadn't, but I'm fine with it. You know, listen, rock that rim, baby. <laughs> I'm I'm totally the fine head with motions. That. The head motions just there just sold that whole phrase. Boom. <laughs> um, I'm just so happy with this kid because so many times he's been so ready to just do his little quick dribble through the legs and then throw up a three pointer. And there was one moment where he kind of does that and then just jolts his head to the side and finds the man in the corner. I think it was CBM who nails mm -hmm. a three pointer. And and that's just one instance, and that's just one player. But there. are you know, Jalen Williams becoming assertive, aggressive. This team is just, it's a team. And I know yeah. that's redundant for me to say that, but it's just, it's so nice to see that. Well, it's and, not... and in this day and age where you bring you have to bring in a lot of guys from high school or the portal every year. It feels like you, you're, you're entering or you're, you're piecing together these acquisitions in the off season with guys who are still there and you're, you're trying to figure out how they're going to mesh on the court and off the court. Off the court, they look like they're having a ton of fun. They always look like they're cracking up on the bench. They always look like they're, you know, all the videos we see from Auburn men's basketball look like they're just goofing off, but having fun together. And on the court, they're working so well. We yep. every every time we play, they see we see the minutes breakdown of of how even it is, but also how many different lineups are able to be there. And nobody's worried. We we have talked about this ad nauseum. No one's worried about getting their minutes. No one's worried about getting their their numbers, and it it just works. I think mm -hmm. that I love I have loved Chad Baker Mazzara because I think he fits the mold perfectly of this team. He is just feisty enough and just absolutely psycho enough, but he backs it up with his play, and then he's hyping his teammates up. I I think this team is. It's more fun to to pull for than I thought it would be. Not because I thought yeah. they'd be, you know, statues out there, but just because you can see how good the ball movement is, how good much they work together. Um, and I think that's going to take them far. That that means a lot in the world of college basketball. And once we get closer to the end of the season, yeah, big week, big week here of response, big week of energy. Uh, and of course, the thing everybody's been focused on, you got your quad one win. Everybody, yes. so everybody breathe a collective sigh of relief. What I wonder what will be the next over focus that we'll have on this team at some point. But for now, folks, settle in. Plenty of basketball left to be played. It's still going to be a roller coaster ride in the SEC this year, as it is most years these days, and most of every sport, as you could probably imagine in the SEC. But excited where we're at as a team. And we'll continue to talk about them here.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The spring, it is time to get, you know, get you go to the garage, get your gloves out, start kind of loosen them up a little bit. Mm. If you got you an aluminum bat somewhere, because we, you know, we do that. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your gloves for yard work. Well, I mean, I should, that's what I should be doing when we finally get some good (laughs) weather, but will I? That's the good question. Uh, no, I am talking about your yes, baseball mitts, but for the purposes of our segment here softball mitts our hit ball sports our hit ball sports diamond sports spring ball whatever analogy whatever phrase nickname you want to use it is here folks and as always the case softball gets started just before baseball which i kind of like to be honest with you i kind of like they're staggered that way we don't have to have too much going on in that that opening weekend for softball that opening weekend for baseball so our focus for this week is this Auburn softball team led by coach Mickey Dean, who's been here for quite a while now. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are are shocked in that sense too, because there's been a few ups and downs, but to me, he inherited quite a bit of a chore because this is a team that had a lot of success, had a little bit of controversy and scandal and trying to, weather the storm storm, and then COVID happened and (laughs) You shouldn't make certain decisions during oh, COVID oh, because oh, things happen and you get oh, places in a program oh, that you shouldn't be. Anyway, oh, that decision wasn't made with this program and now they're still competitive. I'm going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> Auburn softball 2024. We can handle this preview whatever way you want, Austin. Uh, but just maybe opening thoughts from you about what you're feeling, what you're thinking about for this upcoming softball season. There's a lot to like about this team. There's a lot of questions, I think, that are fair. Uh, this team lost um, Bree Ellis, as we well know. Yep. Um, she is at Arkansas now, a team we will face. Uh, this team hurt. has Maddie Pinta back. The, my- the, the Phenom. Yes. Okay, yes. you scared me just for a second because you didn't say anything. And I was like, I, no, I, I researched, but I'm pretty Listen, sure. When Maddie Pinta's name gets said, you just leave it like <laughs> the open air because it's enough. Maddie Pinta. I'm Maddie Pinta, right? I mean, like, come on. So you, know? you have to feel good about that no matter what. Uh, softball is all about if you got a stud and you got an ace, you're going to be okay. Um, no matter how how where else your question marks are. Mm-hmm. So they've got Maddie Pinta. And then, you know, it's been an infusion of talent from Mickey Dean and getting who he wants in the program. There's been, it was a really good freshman recruiting class. Yep. Um, and this team has pieces that it looks like Mickey Dean has wanted. And I think we're going to, we're going to hopefully see it all put together. Um, there's a, it's a really good schedule. You got a really good, a, a lot of bunch of home games that are favorable. Yep. And then Kyle, I didn't even realize this. I don't know how it, I missed this until you know, this, uh, researching it, but this is the year Auburn hosts the SEC tournament. And that's super exciting. Not, I mean, uh, yes, we want Auburn to be competitive. It'd be right. absolutely awesome if they are competitive 
uh, and it's, you know, here on the plains. But also that is just a super fun thing to have close to you. I think the past few years when the SEC softball tournaments come around, I've been like, when is it going to be our turn? Because that looks awesome to be a part of. Yeah. And it is this year. So you have that to look forward to. That should be extra motivation for this team. Uh, Kyle, really the only thing, I just don't want to play Clemson in a regional. I I, I think that is a low bar, mm-hmm. but that is the bar I'm at because we have talked about that the last two years, and I do not want to play or go to Clemson for a regional. Well, Austin, I'm afraid to tell you, sir. No, no. Yes, Austin, I'm so sorry to report to you that we will play number seven Clemson on Saturday, February 17th. Well, that's fine. That, okay, just I don't want sure. to go there for a regional. Okay. As long as we don't go there, as long as we're not seeing them in the postseason. They I, can come I, here. I, okay. I would prefer they not because we don't need to <laughs> play those, those backwards cousins from Clemson every single, in every single sport every year. But yeah. I would prefer not to go to Clemson and drive over that lake just to play a softball game in a regional again. Yeah, it'd be nice. Look, um, this is going to be a fun year, I think, for a variety of reasons. Yes, you have, as is typical, um, Auburn hosts a lot of um, early season tournaments, especially with a lot of you know smaller teams, but then some some good competition too. They're going to Mexico to play in a little bit of round robin style thing. So you know, Bruce Pearl was a world tour with his basketball team in recent years, and so has other teams as well. But we're going to Mexico uh, with the softball team this year. You know, in keeping with what you just brought about the SEC softball tournament coming, you've seen a lot of investments into the program. Um, they did a lot of work that was, I think, was missed about, I know this sounds gross, but it's the reality of drainage and stuff for the softball field that really needed some, like, infrastructure improvements, and they've done those in the last sure. several years. They just got a new locker room and kind of team facility that can join there with the gymnastics team at the McWhorter Center. I think I've got that right, the the name of it. Yep. And uh, so there's been a lot of investments in the program. And so now is the time if you're going to host an event like that, which, folks, it's going to be a lot of people here. I hope you know. We have a great facility, but I don't know that you're prepared for the level of excitement and energy that's going to be there for softball. So I, I definitely will try my best to be there that weekend and kind of take in the atmosphere at least for a day and i would recommend that you all do so as well but in terms of a, a schedule preview or something like that not going to go through every single game here but several i think three maybe four three uh, at home tournaments to start off the season and then you will get into your traditional and it's not the same every single week but the typical sec uh three game series on the weekend and then a midweek matchup most of the time with a regional team like your UABs, your Troys, things like that. But let me just throw out some teams that we're going to see the note. Clemson, number seven Clemson right now. Uh, I know. Virginia Tech, very mm-hmm. first game of the year with the opening day. Virginia Aren't Tech they becoming a common opponent with Auburn? I, I really, know. It's only one other time, but <laughs> I mean. Hey, if you're talking about common opponents with Auburn, here you go again. Northwestern, number 25. Oh. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, so those are probably your big names in non-conference play. Those are your ranked ones right now. But you have got – let's talk about the ones at home, big matchups. you got Arkansas, Bree Huge. Ellis coming mm. back to Auburn. How, how are we feeling about Bree Ellis? Because she was quite a character when she was here. And I'm a she little is. hurt, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it, it stinks, and it stings a little bit. I think that she is going to be trying to launch some Bree bombs uh, when she comes back and – you know, I hope that it's not too bad, too poorly of a reception for her. Uh, but hey, 
she is on the other side and she's an SEC foe now. So uh, that'll be a big motivation game, I'm sure, for everybody involved. It's kind of like with Alan Flanagan, you know, I, I want there to be a certain level of respect, but unfortunately when, when you, when the game starts, it's all over, you know I mean? Come on. We don't That's wish, right. Ill, we don't wish true ill will on you, but we no. wish ill will in terms of like that you strike out strike every out. single yeah. bat, you know, that you, you know, maybe miss a bag when you're running or something like that. Yeah. You know, those, those type of things, no injuries, none of that, all good natured stuff here. That's one to definitely keep on your radar uh, at home versus number two currently tennessee oh, that's yeah. going to be a humongous matchup you got texas a&m who's currently ranked 24th you know look you're just going to hear this a lot sec teams being ranked 15th for lsu alabama to end the season at home at Love home that. folks and then remember the week after that sec tournament so basically let me make sure i have the dates the 2nd of May through the 4th is Alabama. You take a few days off, and then everybody's coming back to town that's you know going to be in the tournament and being here. Probably will be Alabama, too, because they're usually pretty good. It's just going to be a fun-filled season. Even it without is. a superstar like Bree Ellis, others have opportunities to rise to the occasion. We still got Matty Pinta. Hey, here's the funny thing, Austin. Have we ever, like, in an inter-squad meeting – Heard about a matchup between Maddie and Bree, like how that's gone before? You know, I like have. I'm gonna put my money on on Maddie Pinta. Oh, always give. I mean, outside of Maddie Pinta being Maddie Pinta, I'm giving my edge to the pitcher anyway. Right. But Maddie Pinta should know her, right? right. Now, granted, you could say the other thing or exactly. way around. Bree, right. Bree should know Maddie. Um, but I, that that will be a matchup that all eyes will be on. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think we're going to see Jamie Moorefield packed out a lot this season. And, and that team needs more, that. That's They deserve that. Would you say there's going to be more roar this, this season? Something like that? Something? Is that, is that wasn't too bad. More roar? You know, Jamie B. Moore, more roar? Mm. Mm. That was bad, wasn't it? Mm. I'm going to mm. pull the curtain back a little bit. I don't know bit. about that. Uh, I know. Look, so we a long time ago had a <laughs> softball show here at E2C Network. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I miss having that to, to, to some extent because I remember us going through the naming process for it and we just couldn't really come up with anything. And I wanted to make more roar work, but it just more. It's like it doesn't roll off the tongue. You know, it doesn't. I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't. Nor does it work with jokes, as you just found with my co-host. <laughs> I left you hanging earlier. You, you left me hanging. We're even now. There we go. Okay. That's just how it's going to go. So softball season is here, folks. Obviously, we're going to be talking about them. We're going to be talking about baseball as we get further and further in the spring. Strap it up, boys and girls. Stickball, diamond sports. Stickball. That's what I was going for earlier. Stickball, I like that. I like stickball. Uh, laces and whatever ball. We'll, we'll be talking all of that this uh, off season as we continue our coverage of that as well. That's going to do it for episode 65 of the Auburn experience podcast. As always, we appreciate you being here. If you want to keep up with us, find me over at Twitter X at Kyle Loomis 24. Where can they keep up with you, sir? At Austin G Scott on X, Instagram, all the things, all the different things. And we appreciate you all being here, whether you watched the live stream, whether you caught the audio or both. Cause I know some of you do that. We always appreciate you being here, being part of our little family within the Auburn family. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.